0: Welcome to the Nooner Show. Here's your host, Jackie Wallace, Gina Guccini, and Rocky Wallace.
1: So, Gina, Jackie, do you have anybody interesting sitting in your car this weekend? Oh, thank
0: heavens, no,
1: no, no, no strangers in my car. No, no
0: stranger danger. Okay, I, n-
1: I know you met a stranger though this weekend. I did. I, I did. did. Say I knew it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? More, more people. Young couple again shopping in the store. Oh God. Blah, blah, blah. I you know hey hey
1: hey, serious. <laughs> and again, we have your picture on the on the front of the store. On the front of stores, don't, <laughs> don't let this woman in. Yeah. Don't she talk sta- to this person. She's you are start- going to be the stranger danger. No kidding. She starts picture. stuff.
0: I know. I What'd know. What did she do this week? Nothing. Same thing. Two people. They were walking on an aisle, bickering, and you know. And I'm like, hey hey hey. My Was mom- it a couple?
1: Yeah, again. And you just decided to butt in and give them your two cents? Oh, they,
0: you know, it's all in fun. You know yeah. me, all in fun. So Did you take
1: just, her side again or his side?
0: I didn't take anybody's side. I
1: just no? kept going.
0: My, I was with my mother again, so she just rolled her eyes. So you and she just once said,
1: hey, that's enough?
0: No, they were walking by and they were bickering about whatever. And I said, hey, you know, women and men shop differently. And they're like, yeah, we do. I'm like, see, there we go. Move on. That was it. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> my, and my poor mother, she said something like, you know, you'll talk to anybody or you never keep your mouth shut. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, I don't. you don't. I'm just always talking. It's the teacher in me. Like, you know, yeah. like I give yeah. the death stare. I don't mean to. It just naturally comes out of my eyes. So. Is no. that what you're
1: doing right now with me? Is oh, the teacher. You're Im- death stare.
0: Unfortunately, you're immune to my powers.
1: I am. I tune them out. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I have know to. You.
0: I know. I know. All right. So, do you have a good weekend? We did. Yeah, good weekend. Okay. How about you?
1: Good. Um, I stayed home all weekend, so I didn't meet a stranger at all. Okay. I have a good John story, though. Oh, go. Yeah, he met a stranger. And so he likes to sit out in the breezeway and have his wine and cigar. Mm -hmm. So um, a car pulled up in our driveway and he got up and went out to the front to see who it was because we weren't expecting anyone. And it was a guy who was selling. um, Have you guys ever seen these like photographers that take aerial pictures of your home? Sure. Yeah. So he was selling those. Um, So he told John he had a picture of the house, and John was like, oh, okay, wanted to see it. But of course, this guy went through his folder, and he didn't have our picture. He had everybody else's but our house. So that was kind of interesting. Then they got on the subject of wine, because John had his wine glass with him. And he said, oh, I used to love wine, but I, you know, get headaches all the time because of the sulfites. And John said, well, I make my own wine. And I don't put sulfites in it, blah, blah, blah. And the guy said, well, can I try a glass? So John comes in the house, gets a glass of wine. They go sit outside in the breezeway. Two hours later... John now has a new best friend. He has a new best friend. Sorry, Sorry Mike. Mike. <laughs> That's anyway, uh, yeah, two hours later, this guy's sitting there having wine and a cigar with John and then offered to buy a bottle of John's homemade wine. Oh, my gosh. That's sit with the stranger That story, is sit with okay. the stranger.
0: And for those of you do, who don't know, Mike is my husband. And yes, they, they're best friends. They're best friends since forever.
1: Until this new guy came along. Until
0: this new guy came along. Yeah. What's his new best friend?
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I just was like, okay. And so the guy wants to buy your wine. You're gonna sell him a bottle of wine for ten bucks versus paying 180 for his picture that he didn't have. But anyway, holidays oh. fast approaching. Yes. What are you looking forward to eating? Unfortunately, everything. That's okay. my problem. All right. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we have this discussion last week? I think we. Uh, I trying think, to yeah. lose weight. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We did. What about you?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jackie and I are foodies. We do yes, we do we love are. some food. Well, Italian, come in. Yeah, mm, how can you not be? Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, anyway, a little bit of everything.
0: A little bit of everything.
1: Yeah, but we have a great guest on today. So,
0: this segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are uniquely interesting and, most of all, inspiring.
1: What sets rapper Ryan's Got Apart is his genuine way of impacting and connecting with his listeners and other musical artists. His focus is on delivering a real message that motivates and sparks change. Through lyrics, unique storytelling, rhythm and flow, he honors his Michigan roots and creates a unique sound that captures the hearts of many. Ryan is here today to talk about his latest release called Peaks and Valleys, which is available on all digital platforms. And I encourage everybody to listen to this album because it's so good. Welcome to the Nooner Show, Ryan Scott. Welcome. Well, thank you, guys. Woo-hoo! Thanks for having me. Welcome.
2: Excited to be here.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you were just um, on the at the Dope Clubhouse or on the Dope Clubhouse, I should say, what, like a month ago or something with uh, my daughter and Gina's stepdaughter, <laughs> Rocky Wallace. That's what we call her.
2: Yeah, Absolutely
1: yeah, you yeah. did a great job. I heard the interview. It was awesome. Rocky did a great job, but you guys uh, it was really cool just to see that because I have to go back to when I first saw you. I saw you at hyped up Live sessions. You know? I don't know if you remember that, but you yeah. were on with um Hatch was another great rapper that I met that night. and there was an, a third rapper I again. feel bad if I um, can't remember
2: his name, but um, I know Hatch was on there. Yeah. So, and then um, Dirty White.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, I remember watching you. We have a small studio audience that hyped up. And uh, I didn't know who you were. I hadn't heard your music. And you just blew me away. And I was trying to find those text messages because I was sending them to Rocky saying, oh, my God, do you know who this guy is? Who is he? I was looking you up. I was so blown away with, Thank you. first of all, your, your lyrics but then how you delivered them that night. So anyway, I was excited that Rocky got you in the clubhouse and that we get you here today. Um, congratulations on your new album. Thank you so much. Peaks and Valleys. Yes.
2: Right? Yes. When
1: did it get released? It was this summer, right? Um. It
2: was, yeah, it was about four months ago today. Oh, um, really? Yes. So
1: it's an I anniversary. So. Yeah. Four-month anniversary. Well, congratulations. Yes. So, um,
2: yeah. It's uh, It's been a minute, and it's it's been received pretty well. Um, it was one of those records that I just forgot everything else and just put it aside and just got in my head and just let the words speak. You know what I mean? When you wrote, you mean? Yeah, when I, when I put the album together, I said, I'm not going to write an album unless I'm ready to write an album. I'm not just making a song to make a song. Mm. It's got to come from the heart, and it's got to be vulnerable. It's got to be... 100% and there, me.
0: And there's 9 tracks. Yes. Lost, lose control, low, to all my demons, not alone, okay, feels like home, I used to believe and noise. Yes. Interesting titles considering yeah. this is a rap al- a rap album. Correct. Correct. Yep.
2: Yeah, it's um Yeah, as far as the uh the names like low, um not alone, I mean they're all things that we feel, mm-hmm. places that we've been, um, emotions. And instead of coming up with a unique lingo or this or that, I just wanted to be frank, like, hey, feeling low. That's what the song is about. Can I
1: ask you something? Because um, first of all, I, I love the whole album. And I think it doesn't matter if if uh, rap is your genre or not. The song is very relate. The album is very relatable relatable, all the songs, somebody at some point, um, and I especially love the title, because that is what life is. It's Mm -hmm. peaks and valleys. At some point, you're going to be on the peak. At some point, you're going to be in the valley. And, you know, what you do on the peak will determine how low you stay in the valley. What you do when you're in the valley determines how quick you're going to get back to the peak. So when I was listening to the album, and I've listened to it many times, um, first I thought, This is somebody who sounds very confident, an extrovert who he did this when he was on the peak. But then when I listened to it and I really listened to the lyrics and I started hearing the stories that kind of flowed, Mm -hmm. I thought, no, he had to be in the valley to write these songs because you can't write songs like that if you aren't really feeling that at that moment. Is that true?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, especially for low, low was one of those songs where I felt low literally, and it was a time in my life. I think, I don't know things caught up to me as far as, um, something I never really dealt with before anxiety, Mm. um, Mm. about a year and a half ago just started, I started feeling a certain way and I couldn't.
0: Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah. I, I, I just, I couldn't get my mind out of it. Mm. So it was like a funk. Of almost like a depression slash paranoia anxiety type of a thing going on. And I'm always such like um a happy, go lucky type of a yeah. you know, I love people and it forced me into like this whoa, like this isn't Ryan. Like I don't get like this. This isn't and it was from that point of view that like I wrote low.
0: So what's a line or a lyric in that song that that started you off that resonated? with you to to propel you to write the rest of it? Was there like a, a minute or a moment or a few little words?
2: Yeah, I think when Jake sent me, he sent me the and instrumental. Jake is? Oh, okay. Yeah, so Jake Bass is my producer. Um, he produced everything on the album.
1: Okay. Shout out to Jake Bass because yeah, this is great.
2: Um, but he had sent me this instrumental, and I remember just like sitting there, and it's like I'm a big believer in God and um, – how, you know, and I pray a lot mm-hmm. Um, and he always answers. And it was like one of those things, even at my lowest of moments mm-hmm. where like I get this email and I click the beat and I didn't even want to write to anything. I had no motivation. And then I heard the song and I heard the music and the chorus, like just like, I don't think you know what that valley did to my soul. I had to find happiness on my own. I, I was so that. low, 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 low. And it literally... That chorus is what sparked the verses, um, but those lines came out immediately, wow. and that's when I knew. It's like I don't think you know what that valley did to my soul. Like you're just thinking about perspectives of other people, and we go through our day to day interactions. Like people are struggling, yeah. And like people, and it's everywhere, and it's all around you, and yet right. we're trying to go about our days and work and. You know, right. raise a family or do this and that and it's like there's some real battles going on upstairs that right. we have to be compassionate to to people and is
1: is it hard for you to put that out there because you know when I look at somebody like you and listen to your music I, I mean I just see you know sheer brilliance and talent and it's like somebody like him does not struggle this looks, this seems effortless. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you, like, is it hard to put that out there and, and show people that side with you when you, because it's one thing to write it, but then you're, you're in the studio recording and then you're out there performing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think what I've learned over time and just doing music is that initially what you said, yeah, it's hard to be vulnerable. Um, because I think a lot of, you know, rap and hip hop is very um ego driven. Yeah.
0: Is is there a difference between the two genres, rap or hip hop? Are they synonymous?
2: Um, yeah. It's it's kind of one genre. Um it just hip hop is more based around like the beat itself, whereas rap is like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's more of the vocal. Oh, okay. Um, but it's you can't really have one without the other. So they kind of
1: they work um, together.
2: Interloop, yeah, for sure.
0: When you first were um, starting your musical career, you decided to go with rap because you felt a connection to that? Because you're a Christian-based... Your music yeah. is Christian-based. So traditionally, when I personally think of rap, I don't think of someone who's Christian-based.
2: Well, are you
1: Christian-based? Is
2: that so my yeah I I don't identify as Christian based my but, mistake but I get a lot of feedback are you a Christian artist okay. which
1: what would um, make you a Christian art like why would people ask you that
2: right. so
0: that's so perfect example that yeah. was my that's okay my connotation or my mm-hmm. not connotation my belief when I listen to the music it's what I thought
2: so right? you probably yeah. a
0: misconception that's the word I want yeah. my misconception was that you were Christian
2: based so I I get that all the time. And, um, a big part of it is I, you know, all my music is clean. Um, I don't cuss in my music.
1: Have you ever, like, what made you go down that path?
2: It was just like, I don't know. I had to identify better with myself. Cause when I first started doing music, um, in all honesty, like the, I kind of like, I still was true to myself, but, um, I was trying to become something for other people instead of like being that thing. And
1: and I think that's that's a challenge for a lot of artists, I found. Yeah. Just we've interviewed so many, but even just uh, with my kids, I, I have seen that before where um, there's so much noise of, of noise of what you should be, what you should look like, what you should sing, how you should do it, that right. it's really hard to figure out your own path. So what was it? How did you do that?
2: Well, I just stopped looking at business like a or music like a business mm-hmm. right like i uh, instead of hey i want to get to from point a to point b i want all of these great things like i want to be signed i want to be on stages sold out crowds and how am i going to get there and then it's like listening to the rap and hip-hop or pop artists that are already there and trying to spew that same um at same music Mm -hmm. because they've obviously had success with it. And it was understanding that no one is going to feel what you have to say if it's not real. Oh, my gosh. Like don't mean it. Bingo. It's it's the truth. It's with anything. Like, I'm not trying to sell you. When you try to sell somebody on something you don't believe in, they cannot believe in it. Right. And um, so it was that realization early on that it was like, hey, man, like, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to say what's really in my heart. And whether people like it or not, I, I'm, I have peace. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: You know, there's that saying that um, people don't have to believe what you say, mm-hmm. but they have to believe that you believe what you say. Right. And I really think that that one sentence is what makes mm. a good artist a great artist. The difference is. It's not believing. You have to be believable because you are believing what you say. Right. And, um, and honestly, that's what it was when I saw you at Hyped Up. And I've seen, you know, a ton of artists. I mean, I work with Team Money. I've, and there's a lot of good artists out there. But that's the one thing that I noticed with you. It was believable because you could tell you believed what you were saying. Yeah, I meant it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how long did it take to get to that point, though?
2: a long time i mean i've been doing music since 2011 so okay it's i mean what they say the 10 year
1: yeah thing yeah.
2: um 10,000 hours so
1: yeah right um
2: yeah a lot of peaks and valleys which is it's just ironic i mean this album has received um the most love out of any project i've ever I done i can say that and you know numbers wise like not that that's why you do it like i said but the reception is there. Right. And it's because I had to like break myself down to build myself back up to get to a point where I could be vulnerable enough to tell people I'm, I struggle too. Like, yeah, we all struggle together. And I Mm -hmm. think there's more of that mental health awareness going on um, right now with, with a lot of people. Right. Mm -hmm. Because my main thing like that, not alone song, like I don't, want anyone to feel alone. Yeah. And I, I, when I was going through stuff, I looked to, you know, people that inspired me in their personal battles, their interviews and what they talked about in their music. And it's like, when you don't feel alone, it just, there's a sense of like, okay, it's going to be okay.
1: Yeah. And when you are in a valley is I think when you feel alone, I mean, yeah, that's scary. the lowest point. Mm-hmm. Um. Who do you admire? Like, who do you look up to? Whew. Who has inspired you?
2: So, it's a it's a tough question just because um I may not align with um the lyrical content okay to some extent mm-hmm. but it's more of like the grind yeah and um like obviously coming from Michigan people like Eminem yeah. um Mike Posner oh, um yeah. Big Sean
1: mm-hmm.
2: um Trying to think here,
1: Mike Posner. I know his last album was really deep. Like it sounded yeah. like he went through a lot of stuff too.
2: Yeah, he was. I think it's it's Nights Alone or, or something like that is the name of that album. But yeah, he was very very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and he's been pretty upfront about his battles.
1: Mm-hmm. What about NF?
2: NF, yes. You, that's who um, um,
1: I thought of when I first Gladwell. saw you. Yeah, that yeah. one
2: guy. Yeah.
0: What's yep. the biggest obstacle you have had to overcome? Like what's gotten in the way hmm. the most for you to overcome?
2: Um, I think trying to uh, stay real in a genre mm-hmm. and, and just an environment with social media where it's like people, you know, it's clickbait mm-hmm. and people are just doing whatever they can do for shock value to get views, to get likes and the message doesn't coincide with um, what they truly want to say. And maybe I'm wrong in saying that because maybe that is what they want to say. Um, But my biggest battle has always been, um, you know, trying to get my music out there into the right ears, but doing it from my own um, preference, like not coming out of myself to deliver a message and not having to use shock value or this and that. Um, just to try and get numbers, yeah, to try and sell something. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't want to be a salesman. Like I want to just make music. And if you love it, you love it. And it goes from there. So
1: how did the, um, meeting with, is it Jake Bass? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How did that happen?
2: So I was actually at the time working at CBS radio. Oh, okay. Um, so I was doing, you know, radio sales at the time and a, friend of mine, Kate, that worked there had heard my music. And I sent her a few demos and she had a good friend named Jake. And she's like, didn't really tell me much about him, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of like, hey, I want to give this guy your music. And so she gave it to him. And I don't know if it was a week or two later, she came back in and was like, he loved it and he wants to meet you. And shortly after that, she goes on to tell me that Jake is the son of um, Jeff Bass, right, and Mark Bass, this is his Uncle, who are the mm-hmm. Bass brothers, who right. originally found Eminem. Yep. Um,
1: and you said, oh,
2: and I said, yeah. wow, yeah. this is potentially life changing. Like, right. Wow. You didn't tell me this, but... And uh, he's
1: very talented from what oh, I understand, too. Jake
2: is like one yeah. of those guys, and I think it comes from being in the industry and being in the studio yeah. so young. Yeah, he probably
1: had his 10,000 hours at the oh, age yeah. of five.
2: <laughs> he was in the studio. I mean, the stories he has when he was eight or nine years old, just being around M and like yeah. TI, 50, wow. all these these... Um, at 54 Sound right there. Yeah, um, And the stories he has, and at such a young age... You, it's so easy to see how he's influenced and how good he is right? because he, he's
1: young too, isn't he?
2: Yeah. He's like, a year older than me, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he is one of those guys where it's like you get jealous almost because I have to work at music. Like it takes me, I can't just get into the booth and just freestyle. Like it's, I think everything out and I want, it's gotta be a certain way. Whereas I go into the studio with him. I tell him I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling joyful or I'm, uh-huh. This and that. And he'll just get the piano out and he'll start something.
1: Wow. And then
2: he'll get his guitar out and layer it and add that on. And then he'll get the drums going. And it's like...
1: That's amazing.
2: And he feels it.
1: And then you feel it, obviously. Yeah. And you just start putting lyrics yeah. to it. So what's the way forward? What's next?
2: What's next? Um, so we just put out Leaves Fall, which was a brand new song we put out last Friday. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. And that song is just basically all about um, understanding change Mm -hmm. and that sometimes you have to ride with the wave Mm -hmm. and accept it. Yeah. And anything good or bad that comes into your life, uh, understanding that it was necessary for the next step to occur. Even if it's losing friendships, Mm -hmm. if it's letting toxic things go, um, as hard as it might be in the moment, it is necessary. Yeah. And you've
1: released
0: that already? Yes. When people are looking for your music, where can they find it?
2: So you can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, um, YouTube, all my videos, and Ryan Scott Music is what you...
1: Spelled R Y R Y N. -N. yes. No A. So um, let me ask you a couple of things. I know we're kind of um, moving forward here, Um, but how did you get into music?
2: Mm. I wrote a lot of poetry when I was younger. My mom was, um, she was into poetry. So she has a big box at home of just poems that she would write.
1: And were you writing them as like therapeutic stuff? Um, Like were you writing what you were thinking? Yeah. Is that how you learned how to write?
2: I just thought it was really fun and cool to rhyme things. Mm. And then that basically turn into me feeling things and then rhyming those things and I remember I put out one of my first songs or whatever back in high school and I showed it to my friends and it was like really bad
1: it It was was really bad really
2: really bad yes um like the response and and the
1: feedback wasn't good well it
2: was like you know when somebody is um trying to be nice but you know (laughs) You know what it is. Um, It was one of those moments, and
0: we're also our own worst critic too.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You should find that because that could be worth a ton of money. It's called the
2: rise, and I. It was back when I was. I wasn't conscious about my feelings and everything, like being one with the music. So there, it's more. Um, it's very unedited. It's just kind of like
0: perfect time to go back and revise, though, and yeah, and take the, the take the Ryan of of those years with and and mesh with the Ryan of those right. Years. Yeah, bring it back.
1: actually, that's a great idea. You're welcome. It's all <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, but it's all about progress, you know. And it, mm-hmm. and and Gina pointed something out. We do spend a lot of time. Uh, looking at what we have not accomplished versus looking at what we have accomplished. So that would be a great benchmark for you. Um, You know, what would you say? So everybody's giving God given talents, you know, Um, I feel like you have really found your zone of genius where everything connects the flow, the creativity, um, all those things that make that up, mm-hmm. where you seem to—it's um, effortless what you do. I'm sure it's a lot of work, but it looks like you love it so much yeah. that you probably lose track of time when you're when you're doing it. Uh, what would you tell other people that, uh, whether they're pursuing music or they want to pursue whatever their goal or dream is? How do they find that zone of genius? How do they mm-hmm. get to that place where all those things meet and they're doing? what they love to do where they lose track of time.
2: Yeah. I, I would definitely say it's a feeling at first, um, which, you know, when you're playing basketball or you're doing anything and and you just, there's a, there's a flow to it. Yeah. You get in a zone when you get in a zone with anything in life. I think that it requires, you know, if it requires your attention and your focus and you're, you're ready to give it, Mm -hmm. that means that you care about it and that it, that you're good at it, right? Like if if you're willing to give it that focus and energy, it's where you want to put it naturally, not somebody telling naturally. you to do something right? or you got to be here to work at 9 a.m. right? Um, but it's more like, hey, I'm doing this when I have nothing else to do.
1: Right. Um, and I'm not getting paid for it and I yeah, don't care because I love it.
2: Right. Yeah. And I think you always have to look at your motivations. I think that's big. And what I found is that um, it's important to understand what your motive is And if your motive isn't in the right place, then um, the product isn't going to turn out the right way.
1: What's your motive?
2: And my motive is to inspire. It always Mm -hmm. has been. Like, I was inspired by artists before me, and it changed my life. Like, music changed my life, made me believe in myself at the lowest of moments. And I want to be that for somebody else. Um, And, like, after shows and just having interactions with human beings, like, that's that's the reward. That's the coolest part of any of yeah. this. Like just creating something that is actually pushing somebody else forward. That's amazing to me. That's
1: awesome. Are, are you at the peak now?
2: Yeah, I'm in a good place. Good. For sure.
1: That's great. Well, I'll tell you what, um, your album is excellent peaks and valleys and it's up all over. You can get it anywhere, right? Yep. All digital platforms. How and can it- people find you?
2: So, You can find me on ryanscott.com, rynscott.com. Find me on Instagram at ryanscottmusic, R-Y-N, Scott Music. Um, Any big shows coming up? So we're looking to do a show at PJ Loggers. Oh, nice. um, Possibly within the next couple months. Okay. Um, We're just locking it down, and then we're really working on a uh, hometown show in Grand Rapids. That's where I'm from. So, That's such
1: a great music scene. Yeah. Where I would it be wait. in Grand so,
2: Rapids?
0: Um, oh, you don't have to say it. Let's, yeah. let's not have oh, them say it. Oh, you can't it. say it. I'm
2: not, I'm not okay. sure it's yet. It's not there yet. Oh, yeah. okay. But it's common.
0: Oh, it's common. So, so, I
2: have a lot of people that will
1: go to that in Grand Rapids.
2: When people Heck are done
0: yeah, like, subscribing, do and following The Nooner Show, they can also like, subscribe, and follow Ryan Scott Music. So one That's last exciting. fun
2: question.
1: If you weren't doing music, what would you be doing?
2: What would I be doing? Yeah. Um, I I would be um trying to just be as happy as I can possibly be, be in love with somebody, raise a family, live a oh, life, okay. which I am. Oh, so okay. I have a I have a fiance. Well, congratulations! So, All right. Yeah, so excited there.
1: And then I have one more fun question. Jean wants to do the fortune cookies, but I'm just waiting. She's <laughs> waiting. She. See, this is how she lives her life. It's whatever the fortune says. That's how she plans her week. So that's why she's anxious. Do Um, I get to open one too? Yeah, you you do. do. But listen, so one more fun question. Which, is there a song lyric from somebody else's songs, portfolio albums that you wish was your song lyric? Oh, man um is there let's one end that on you a heard really, ugh, <laughs> no, a really is there difficult one, question is Jack? there one that you heard that sticks with you that you just hit you and it was like oh that's so cool
2: um I think a lot of Mike Posner's stuff oh definitely his his ability to write choruses is pretty unbelievable yeah um I'm just trying to think of what
1: that's all right. Nothing like yeah. putting them on the hot spot. Okay. Yet. Well, this is the nooner show. So Here <laughs> we go. Okay, Ryan. Thank you so much
2: yeah. for being a,
1: our guest today. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We toss the cookies in whichever way the prongs land. That fortune is meant for you. So I'll take this one.
1: Okay. And how about we we end it with peaks, peaks and, and valleys? valleys. Sounds there we good. Go. Let's
0: sounds do good. It. Sounds good. A firm friendship will provide the foundation on your successful life even though there are peaks and valleys
2: Is that real?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why what does yours what? say?
2: <gasps> well, no that that's oh. crazy. Oh. The okay. peaks and valleys. Well, I um, put the
1: peaks
0: and valleys on the end. Oh, oh we okay. first and we put and it, I put the ending it, on.
2: I got you. Okay. Mine is um A Pleasant Surprise is in store for you.
1: With <gasps> Peaks and Valleys. With Peaks with and Valleys. Peaks and Valleys. Ooh, you're going to have to call us and tell us what that yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Your heart is a place to draw true happiness, even with Peaks and Valleys. Boom. Boom.
0: Thank you for spending the time yes. with us yes. today. Yes, thank you guys.
1: And it's a great, great, great album. I loved it. I could relate to every song. Thank you so much.
0: We all have peaks and valleys. We do. You That's never life. know if someone's in a peak or in a valley. Yeah.
1: Well, and keep exactly. in mind that every time you're on a peak, there will be a valley. And every time you're in the valley, there will be a peak. Thanks for spending the time with us today. Thank you, guys.